Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts. This is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and we are the Roto Experts! Alongside the fantasy executive, Corey Parson, and the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, I am Greg Sussman. What's going on, fantasy exec? Hey, what's the deal, Greg? How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm a little hungered. I got a real busy day today. The hungered? Mo- I know you have the video on. You're eating. Yeah, the morning started off rough with my rough train ride into work this morning. Right, so that sucked, and then I got to be, and then we had the thing where we had to, we had to golf, was delayed on putting the golf run down together, so I had to spend a lot of time on that. Didn't have to do FST overtime. You spent, wait, wait, wait. You spent a lot of time doing the golf while you were hosting a radio show. Yeah, no, no, I was multi multitasking this morning, yes. and then I had to do that, and then I got to do this. I might duck out of this early because I need to go get shaped up and get fresh for when I do three under par because that's going to be on TV. So I want to look presentable for that. Then I got to run up to the old neighborhood today, take care of some business. And then I got to come back into this. It's just so much. I'm just, I'm just pushed to the limit of all the things that I have to do today. And I, I just needed a break at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean, I just had my, I just had my break, which, which is nice. I didn't have that. I wasn't, well, yours, I wasn't yours afforded comes ne- that. Yours comes next hour. But then I got to run, get whatever else I got to get done, done, and then come back and host another show. Sure. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate it because Lord knows, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad to Two be hours. here. And I need it. But Jake is tough, Jake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I had a rough start to the morning this morning. Yeah, he, 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 was, he was farted on. We was, I was farted on this morning. Yes. Did we, did we talk about, did, Greg, did you, did I, do you use emojis? Uh, no, you guys talk about this a little bit on the, on the OT. Not overly. Not overly? Not overly. Not a huge emoji guy. Jake, I've never seen a more emoji guy than Jake, though. Jake's number Jake, one. Jake did admit that he was a Jake's big emoji number, Jake's guy. number one. It doesn't even have to be emojis on your phone. It could be Twitter. doesn't matter. Now, my favorite star tender, Christina, I was chatting with her last night. Right, whatever. right. And then um, um, she was, uh, so then I was chatting with her last night and I dozed off. And then um, she, uh, she's back at the bar tomorrow night for Valentine's Day. And I was like, she said she didn't have plans, but she has to work at the bar. So I told her I might come, I might be her Valentine and come out there and chill with her. And she sent back all and two little blushing emojis, right? right? And then I sent back the smiling emoji with the little hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I, I, that's 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 where I'm at right that's, now. That's, that's the update here. That is the latest emoji update. Yes. Good times. Okay, are you good? Jake has a draft tonight. I know. Jake has a major draft tonight. It is the mixed league labor draft. One of the uh, the bigger drafts of, of the season. Is that fair to say, Jake? 
I would say probably, yeah, for sure. It's the one that kicks everything off. We haven't had a major one yet. And so you're saying the no, MST, not, MSTA draft does not no. count? No, it doesn't count. Why does it not count? Because there's, there's some people in it. That doesn't count. I'd like to know why that doesn't count. It's the, it's the Fantasy Sports Trade Association baseball draft. It seems like a pretty big deal. No, well, it was all serious XM people. Well, I understand that, but like... It, Jim, I wasn't Jim Bowden in that draft. Boom. There's not, there's, it's not a good representation. I'll just say it's not a good representation of the industry, and it's also way too early. Okay, I can buy that, but like we need early drafts. I mean, Corey's doing a football draft right now. That that's pretty damn early. Well, it is. Yeah, but it's not. It's not for. I mean, it's for. That's the high stake stuff. That's not for representing the industry. It's not. Flex, is- flex isn't. Flex isn't until the first week of August. Oh, I, I understand that flex is the first week of August, but there's a lot of other there's football leagues that are before that, right? That in July that are that are important. No, or flex. Well, the, the dude that won the FFWC yeah. online championship, he drafted his team on May 9th. So there you go. So it is important. So that's a whole different ball game, though. Yeah, it's football's different sport. Yeah, that's that's very much true. Okay, fine. So we're saying we're agreeing this that the first thought right here. Come on, Greg. Let me talk to my people. Why you're chewing? Labor is the first of the first of the expert leagues ever being around. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the League of Alternative Baseball Realities. This little croissant that I went and bought downstairs from the store has peanut butter and jelly on the inside of it. I know. It. You bite every day. I'm a peanut butter and jelly guy. Yes, I know you are. I love peanut butter and jelly. Do you ever have the, the uh, peanut butter and jelly bars in Trader Joe's? I never had that. It's a bar. It's peanut butter and jelly. I never, I, I'm never. i looking into that now. I don't, I've don't. i never been to Trader Joe's before, though. Oh, okay. But I'll look into it. If, if it's a Trader Joe's it's in the neighborhood. That's why, that's why we do it. It's, it's, it's cheap. Oh, I love it. I love that. I'm, that that's, that's my alley right there. Yeah, so. of course. Shout out to Trader Joe's for making making affordable peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, the bars. Do you cut the bars? Do you cut the? If you make a PB and J, do yeah. you take the edges off no. or, or you leave the edges on? I leave the edges off. Jake, you an edges guy or you take the edges off? Mm, I just I cut the top off and I'll eat the side edges, but not the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I can. I, I stop I can at the bottom. That. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so anyway, uh, the league alternative ba- alternative baseball reality tonight. The first, it was the first ever uh, expert league, and it's very very prestigious, as Jake likes to say. The you know, f- go, yes. ahead, go ahead. The the first true expert draft of the season. It takes place tonight. Jake, you sir are the defending champion. That's nice. Yeah, I am the defending champion. I, I don't remember my lead at the end of the season. I know the, going into the last three weeks, there was three of us tied at the top, and then there was a fourth person nipping at our heels, and then I pulled away off the last week. I think I ended up winning by six or eight. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty damn impressive. I know you went, you had to do some heat on that in that league early in the year, in, in like May, and we went through that on the show. We went through it off the show. Um, You're talking about the thing with Bender? I am. Okay. And, and Jake's like, listen, I was just trying to improve my team, and it, it is what it is. I know you don't want to get into it, and we won't. But, you know, you were just trying to improve your team, and then there you were at the end of the year on top looking down on everybody else. Yeah, which that's is pretty cool. cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I made, I made other trades. It was later in the year, but I made other trades. I was improving my team, and people who didn't trade ended up being getting stomped by me. So and there I, you go. Listen, and I've, <laughs> I, I've, always, I've always supported the, you being in trade leagues. I know you're a big proponent of trade leagues and always try to better your team, kind of like a real organization, and I've always supported that. So I think that's cool, too. Yeah. So, given that you what, did you, what did you win for winning labor? Do you win anything? Mm, prestige. No, prestige. Okay, that sucks. Um, prestige, <laughs> amongst your peers, you know, you get a little prestige amongst your peers. You get to be a guy that can say that hold you on. won labor. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that, that's Corey, extremely Corey, hold on. That's to, a big deal. To, to Greg's point, hold on a second, hold on. So, so, what do you win for labor? Prestige. What do you win for tout? Prestige. What do you win for flex? Prestige. 100 bucks and a damn belt. Uh-huh. Thank prestige, you. 100 bucks and a belt. 
That's pretty cool. That is not that. That's an excellent job. That's right be- there. It's better winnings than the other two. It really is doubled. Really. Well, times a hundred. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Zero times a so, hundred. So you're saying for flex, you get you get a hundred bucks. Where does a hundred bucks come from? Your pocket, Jake? No, hell no. <laughs> the previous year's entry fee. out in the open. The one year it was seventeen bucks. Corey knows this. I don't charge anything more than what covers the cost of the hundred dollars, the belt, and then if we get any food. Yep, that's it right there. Okay. That, that's how you do it. Now, see, I didn't even know it was because you know I'm a flex league champion. I didn't even know. So when Jake gave me the hundred dollars, I was like, well, "What the hell is this for?" And it was for winning the league. I thought you just, I thought I was just gonna pick up the belt. I got the belt and the hundred bucks. How did you spend that hundred bucks? Do do do. Yeah. Okay. So no, nah, I didn't. No, nah, actually, um, what happened was I was going to go back to the city like immediately after the draft. Yes, so I had a lot of stuff going on at that time. You know, um, you know, my homie had just passed away, sure. and then I had the uh, executive edge rolling. Yep. But um, we went out and was chilling for a little bit. So you know, I was we buy some, some food, drinks with friends. some drinks and foods with the friends, and then I, I went back and I crashed with uh, Michael Rathburn, and I got up at five o'clock in the morning and I made my way back to the we city. Back. That sports bar was terrific. It was. We had a good time at that joint. I forgot what the name. Greg, was. It had Buffalo Billiards. Yep. Had had pool. It had table or that table shuffleboard, darts. I mean, uh, what ping pong, like cornhole. It had like everything. It was That's awesome. Bar. I'm sure you've been there. Buffalo Billiards in you sure and um sure and uh, what's that area called? It's um blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Union. Wait a minute, it's Buffalo Billiards in um Dupont Circle. Dupont Circle. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dupont Circle. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Billiards in Dupont Circle. I've been there. Yeah, very you, very fun place. Yeah, it's a good time. Very fun place. You know what? Somebody I had a dude insult me at that spot before one time. Doesn't seem very nice. No, it wasn't, and I didn't even really know him. Like I understand we make jokes and stuff like that, and for the most part, you know, I give it and take it and stuff like that. You know, you make a joke, I make a joke, you make a joke, I make a joke. But the joke that the dude made, I was like, oh, I don't know you, I don't know you well enough for you to make that kind of a joke. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Do you want to hear the joke? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we was, he was we were taking pictures, right? It was me and the homies from Sirius XM. We were taking pictures. And one of the Sirius XMs I'm not really cool with, like when they went to take the picture, after he took the picture with me in it, he was like, I'm going to take another one and turn the flash on. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, dude, I don't really know you like that. I can understand if it was like we were one of my homies or something like that. We joking around like that. But when he said that, I was like, I don't even know you like that, to be honest. I don't even know what your name is, and you coming at me like that. Yeah, that was crazy. I don't even think I would say that to you. No, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not like an offensive guy. No, no, Normally, I give a joke right back. But when he said it, it caught me off guard because I'm like, you're not my man like that. So that was it. Maybe he's wanted to turn the flash on. Huh? That's weird. I said, who is? That's I don't know that anybody's ever a man like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's weird. I mean, one of, my, one, one of my lifelong friends is, and I would I would not say that to him. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Is, like, is what? <laughs> <laughs> is what? <laughs> and um, so, yeah, when he said that to me, I like I just, I just like was like taken back by it. Yeah. And then I just was like, I'm just not going to fool with that yeah. dude no more. He's, yeah. like, he's, like, I, he's not getting any of my drinks for $100. No, 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 no. No, I just wasn't going to fool with him no more after yeah. that. So That's weird. And he looks like the Notre Dame leprechaun. So I was like, I could have I could have hit you with that. Love you it. know what I'm Love saying? Love it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Jake, Labor is tonight. You got prestige and honor, and that's that, that worth something, I guess. Um, yeah, sure. It is. Listen, hey, people... Uh, people respect oh, the I industry. Was, I was saying, yeah, sure. And, and oh, they, they they gain uh, you know, notoriety. It's good, and hopefully, it'll it'll help you sell packages and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and certainly, um, make your name ever 
more important. And I, I don't even mean that in a joking way. Like it, it, it's real. Tonight, labor. Do you, given that you, given that you won it all last year, do you get to like choose your draft slot at least? No, I asked Steve that. You don't even get. You don't even get to that, choose your draft slot, really. No, it's it's still random order. I told Steve that needs to change. I told Steve a couple things need to change, but he doesn't ever listen. What else did you tell Steve that needs to change? So one is I told him that we need to change the fact that there's no zero dollar bids. So once you blow your budget, you're, you're done. done. Okay. Uh, so and that that actually happened to me. I was out at the beginning of July at zero dollars. I couldn't make a free agent pickup for the last. Three months, oh and I God. still won the league. Can you, all are, can you can you trade for for money? Can you trade for Fab? Nope. No, okay. you okay. can't trade for Fab either. That's what I'm trying to tell him. Is like we got to have something, and he just he hates zero dollar bids. I told him we should do one catcher. He actually likes one catcher, which is funny, but it, you, for somebody that's around as long as he is and the, the, the stature that he has, but he's not changing it because it's been around forever and it's two catcher league. So that was the other one, and then the third was, and I said it before I even won, is there should be something for the person who won, even if it's just picking your draft slot next year. Now, you see, this is interesting because if Matt Medica was here, Matt Medica does not like $0 bids. I don't hate pro- $0, hate zero dollar bids. I don't have a problem with $0 bids, though. I, I, I don't. I really don't. I, I really don't either. Leagues, leagues that I've ran have had you have the ability to bid, same, bid $0. Same. Matt's point is just that you need to be able to budget better, essentially. Yeah, but, you know. Don't bother me. You can hit. Yeah, you can hit terrible luck, and you know that's the thing is I had to go aggressive early because one of my biggest pitchers was hurt, and actually one of my biggest outfielders was hurt. Right. I lost two people of significance early on, and I had to go aggressive. And, and being in this league, also to the thing is when you're in a 15 team, 28 round aggressive league of experts with 15 teams, like they said, 15 teams. The pool is so slim to begin with that if you see somebody come up on the waiver wire, like I spent big on Avisail Garcia, which actually paid off huge for me because he, you know, and, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but the thing was, is I dropped thirty something dollars on him because right. I need to make sure sh- I need out of hundred, out of hundred, out of hundred, out of hundred, yeah, yeah. So, you know, over 30% of my budget early on on one guy, and I had to make sure, and the next closest was 20-something, so it was a smart move. But that's the thing. It's like if you get hit early, like I said, I was out by July because I had to make replacements. Fortunately, I was able to hold on. Yeah. I'm a big, like, I'm very aggressive fab bidder. So I'm, I'm with that. Then that's another reason why I like those, those $0 bids. Well, here's the other thing, too. If we we don't have zero dollar bid, like uh, I, I love. Look, let me make this clear. I love Steve Gardner. He's the man. The business. Good dude. <laughs> like, so, so good dude. On top, on top of not being able to do zero dollar bids, and on top of not being able to trade your fab, on top of all that, you can't pick up somebody until they've been on a major league roster. So, like, I can't say, oh, this person's supposed to be right. called up in two weeks. Right. Let me go stash him. Right. For a buck. I like that. You ha- you can't. You have to wait until he comes up. So I like that's that. The thing rule. is with. with and that's fine if you like it. I don't because I like to try to predict in the future and like you're like, oh, I know this guy's coming up. I'm going to get him before anybody else sure. is paying attention. No, I got you. That, I understand that. What I'm saying is like all these rules combined together makes it really difficult. Yeah, and that uh, and, and you won it anyway, Jake. And you won it anyway. Shout out to all in kids. What? Uh, okay, so hold on, Greg. What? Do you, uh, you mean I know this right? <clears throat> Labor, the League of Alternative Baseball Reality, yeah. actually has a Wikipedia page. I knew that. Oh, you did know that. I did know that. Did it have, Did it list the winners on the Wikipedia page? Because that's where I found out that Keith Olbermann and Peter Gammons were each I in think the you first told, I labor. think you told me this last year is how I knew about it. It, did yeah. not, it does not. Okay, it, but, just, it mentions Peter Gammons, Olbermann, and Bill James. Yeah, they were in. They were in the. Uh, they were in the inaugural labor. They couldn't. And now come, it's just Jake Schuler. <laughs> they couldn't make it back because they were like they were too busy, and Olbermann became like 
you know, a big star, and then he got Barack Obama elected, and then you never seen him again. Oh, there's, there's a, I'm ignoring it. Um, there, this is very funny. The Labor has lost its early status as the premier experts league. Yeah, the Tout Wars is now the as in 1997. As 1997, a rival baseball experts league, Tout Wars, was created by Ron Chandler, who was fed up with the lack of promotion USA Today gave to Labor. There you go, right there. Mm. That's a history on labor, the League of Alternative Baseball Reality. There Scott Engel, the king, won it in 1976. Yes, he did. He was a 1976 champion. Unbelievable. He was still a Jet fan. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I think I don't like the fact that there's 29 rounds, so the person with the first pick gets a double-up advantage. Yeah, it's got to be even. It's got to be even. Yeah, that's not right. It's always got to be even. Even a rookie knows that. Um, Jake, a couple of things. Uh, who do you believe is your toughest competitor in labor? Is Rona sending? Mm. Zinke. Oh, Zinke's a piece. Yeah. He's Zinke's, a piece. Zinke's always at the top every single year, and he's the only person I've ever met in the history of my play in fantasy sports that's as aggressive as trade offers that's and cool, trades and stuff like that and as, then, as, uh, as I am. And then one thing with Granky is, and I Granky, never, Granky or Zinke? Zinke, excuse me. The <laughs> thing with Zinke is I never played with him before, but I've heard stories about him, and they all say the same thing that Jake says, and then also say if you make a trade with Zinke, no matter how good the trade looks on paper, you're going to lose the trade. Uh, I, I want to trade on him. Nice. I have that in my back pocket. I actually won one with him. I mean, Steve's always going to be in contention near the top, too, so he's another tough one. I'm looking right now. I would probably say those are the two. Rudy Gamble was the one that I was actually oh, fighting he's the tough most too. with last Rudy's year. Rudy's tough, too. Rudy's the beast. Rudy won the Tout Wars mix last year that I was in. He won, he won that one last year after being the runner-up to Adam Ronis three years in a row. Steve won both the AL and NL only labors in the same season. That, that's a good way. That's a, that's a nice uh, piece of of, uh, of fantasy goodness right there too. So you got by the some, way, you got some Steve's beats in got that number. T- so yeah, I got the damn middle eighth pick, which mm. is by the way the. So that's also the the worst season I've ever had in labor was when I had the eighth pick. That's um, I don't know you know that's foreshadowing or whatever. But the number two, three, and four picks: Gardner, Zinke, Gamble. See, then they, they see that's tough right there. They they already have an advantage because they get to get one of those big solid pieces, offensive pieces to start their teams yeah. off with. So that, mm-hmm. that Juve, yep, exactly. Harper, that makes them even tougher. Them, to I mean, beat. they're gonna they're gonna have a nice piece. I'm gonna have a good piece, but they're gonna have one of the best pieces. Jake, what pick did you? What, yep. what pick did you, you, you have? Got the eighth pick, the eighth pick right? Yeah. Okay. What's the I what's the, the what's, sandwich? What's the plan? Uh, just best player available. I'm about to say BPA from that from the middle of the draft. See, you got to go BPA. If you're not near the turn, I can't pull the two relievers situation where you try to force everybody else into a situation sure. by surprising them. If you same thing with pitching, like you just cut you, when you're in the middle, that dead in the middle, anywhere of like six, seven, eight, nine, you kind of just have to go what's on the board and what the board's giving you. Yeah, that's true. I and I agree with that. I think in that middle range, I think is is BPA, especially when you look at how ADP is shaking up this year and stuff like that. That is the BPA. That's best player available, which can make draft night a little easier. You know what I mean? Jake, do you get nervous before a draft like this, or are you just like it's calm and steady? I got this. No, I, I don't get nervous. I actually just get more annoyed when it starts to move slow. That's oh, yeah. What time does the draft start? 8 o'clock. Hello, who's, hello? who's broadcasting it? Serious, serious broadcasting it? Yes. Oh, I'm sure they yeah. are. Okay. They got the monopoly your, on that. Your next question is too long. <laughs> that was my next question. We had 29, 29 rounds, 15, uh, 15 teams. Gonna be, that's going to be four hours. Jeez. It should, it should only be three, but it usually takes yeah, about three and a half. Is there, is, in these kind of expert leagues, are there, is there a time limit on picks? Yeah. Okay. yeah but it's is. still like 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. They give you enough time, though. 
So that's the thing. It's like put people in your queue. Get ready. You know who you want to be taken. You know, it's. I mean, the worst. Like I've had a pick where I've maybe gone forty to fifty seconds, but that's only. And I can understand this. If you have a queue set up and you have boom, 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 right? Your top three or four guys come off. I mean, you're not expecting that. But 99, 90, well, maybe 95% of the time, you put three or four guys in your queue, one of them's there when you come back around. See, I got to, I got to get my app. I got to get my, my app together so I can get my app and then put the, uh, you know, the league settings in it for the Tout Wars Mixed League Draft. Right. And then after that, my app will develop a cheat sheet for me, kind of the way I should move throughout. The app kind of will, like, you know, will highlight what I should do. And I, it, last year, I started the draft on the app. But then after three rounds, I was like, man, let me get rid of this app. I got this covered. So this year, I may try to stick a little bit more to the app. Is that cheating? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Do it at this point. Yeah. What I find interesting is like the people that actually are in drafts like this or in the th- start using the other people's stuff when they get to the draft. Love I'm that. Like, really? That's wild, Love right? Love that. Yeah, because like the, the app that I'm using was probably developed by somebody in that's that going to be in the draft right. with me. Yeah. Or even something simple as like they just have your rankings up. <laughs> I've seen that before. Actually, to Same. to that point, I found out last year, and I actually asked Rudy about it. Rudy was compiling all of the labor's rankings last year and right. combining them for like mine, Steve's, everybody like that. I was like, you kind of doing that, trying to like you know see where we're going to be at in the board. He's like, no, no, no. I just thought it'd be interesting for all the labor people. I'm like, eh, so if anybody's noticed, my rankings are not out yet. They'll be out this weekend. My rankings are not out. You wait, that's a good job, right? You're, you're there. waiting till after tonight. That's yep. smart. That is smart. Look at that son of a gun, Zanky, trying to get a. That is smart. I mean, you're doing everything you can. But you're supposed to be able to listen in the fantasy league. You should try to get up a hand. Do we have any comments in the YouTube chat? Do it's probably the nine people in there. Uh, let's see. Yeah, a couple. Okay. Cool. Hey, Ron. Watch your language. You gotta be careful. Hey, Ron. Please don't. don't oh no, Lance. That's Lance, not Ron. Sorry, Ron. You're okay. Lance. Lance and Lance normally don't be saying bad words like that. Yeah. Lance, you know, he said he said some stuff. I like Lance. Oh, I'm a Lance guy. Big Lance Davis fan. Um. And all right, listen. Um. Jake, I know you said BPA and whatnot. You gotta give me some names, man. You gotta give me some targets. I can only talk strategy with you for so long before I get into some names that you're interested in for tonight. <laughs> I really don't. I like. I I don't see. Here's the thing with me, and this is maybe what leads to my success. Maybe it's not. What it's, I fail at sometimes. I don't try to get anybody specifically, and I don't avoid anybody specifically. I know there's people that I probably won't get because of where their ADP is. So that's what. But it's like at some point, everybody is always worth their cost. Like what I'm looking at, number eight. Do I hope there's somebody there? Absolutely. And I'll tell you off air just in case somebody hears it. Um, <laughs> No, there's actually, I will tell you this. For the first round, there is one person that I hope makes it to eight. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. That's why I don't want to say his name. Uh, because I think at eight is right where that drop-off comes really kind of okay. scary. Okay. So so I will say if like he goes seven, I'm going to be left there kind of going, oh, shoot. Got it. Like, put it this way. If Kershaw's there at eight and they all go hitters with the first seven, right. I'm going to be upset. Okay. So you're, you're hoping one of these pitchers go, Kershaw or Scherzer, before you. Because I want a hitter to be there. You and I'll tell you the hitter that will be there it, later on. No problem. You want, so you want one of these top seven hitters to be there, basically? Yes. Yes. Well, you know Mike Trout won't be there. No. You, you know Jose Altuve won't be there, and you know Paul Goldschmidt won't be there, theoretically, right? Or, or no Aronado. Nolan Aronado won't be there either. Right. So they're, they're, those four are definitely gone, right? Yep. We, we can agree with that. So now we have another yep. four until you go. 
So not that I'm going to try to narrow this down on Jake, but this is exactly what I'm going to do. Um, Trey Turner is going to be in the, Trey Turner is going to be in this mix. Bryce Harper is going to be in this mix. Um, I assume Giancarlo stands in this mix, and then you get Mookie Betts and Charlie Blackman. So I'd say it's one of those five guys you want. Is that fair to say? It is. It is one of those five guys, and I'll even toss out Mookie Betts is not one of them. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with Mookie Betts. That's the one that. So if Kershaw doesn't go, and I'm there, Kershaw and Betts, I'll probably go like, all right, fine, I'll take Betts. Okay. Hey. But it is one of the, it's, it's one of the other four. It's one of the other I, one I, of the other well, four. Actually, any of those four make it to me, I'm going to be happy. But it's one consistently yeah. that usually ends up being the last of that four. And then and you and you prefer the last of the four is what you're saying. You want that last of the four. Yes. That, that's so. If you had. Let me put it this way. If you had the fifth overall pick, given that we just put the first the four out there, person. it would be the same person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, very this interesting. Cool. It's very Jim, interesting. Jim Ross said he'd pay you, pay you $35 to send him your rankings before they release. I go you probably the, should accept that. I go on the back end, get the <laughs> rankings, <laughs> get the $35 from Jim Ross. Can you imagine that? I'll be, I'll be side-selling Jake rankings. Well, that's what they do. <laughs> no, Corey, you did it wrong. What you say is, "Hey, I'll get, I'll send them to you for twenty five. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got you, Jim Ross. I got you. I think I still got my login to get on the back end, and I'll get Jake Rankins and send them over to you. Twenty five. They're not there yet. Oh. I haven't even put them on the site yet. Okay, you got to break into his house, and that's probably too much. <laughs> There's also the projections too, which the projections are the important part. Yeah, that's what you really want to see. Very, very interesting. All right, so so you go. And so, Jake did that this weekend. Like, I remember like a week ago, yeah, you was like, I'm yeah. not ready for baseball yet. Then, oh, then yesterday, man. you was like, I got my rankings done. You did them all this no, weekend? No, he told us he was doing it this weekend. That's what I spent all Saturday and Sunday doing. He told, he told us this is what he was doing this weekend. Wow, that's a lot, man. Um, I, had, I, had, I mean, there wasn't much on TV. I had Olympics and basketball on the TV, and right. that's what I was doing all both the both days. Well, it was my birthday. You could have came up. And, you know, I had the no. kids with me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah. even tripping off of no rankings. Um... Well, I got I got to come in here this weekend with a Considori for a little bit so I can train to uh, produce the program on the weekends. Jake, weren't you going to let me know? You're going to let me know of three dudes this week, right? Weren't you going to rank them for me after you did your rankings? Yeah, but I don't remember who the three were. Damn. I think, oh, you know what? You were supposed to, yeah, you were supposed to remember them. What are you talking about? So I remember Jose Barrios was one. It was. Oh, was we're it? talking pitchers? Yeah. Did you not All do right, let me to the pitchers tab. Okay. I remember Jose Barrios was one. Uh, who else was in there? All right, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> well, okay, see ya. <laughs> I'm a hotline show. I got to get ready for golf. Just leaving? We got golf coming up in an hour You've and got change. two hours. I have got to go. I got to make a run right quick before the show start. You know what, Greg? Yes, For Jake. everybody that did it to me during the football season, here you go, Corey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done, Jake. Hey, you got to leave. Just leave. I'll see y'all later. All right, goodbye. Peace out, everybody. I'll be back for the golf show, and then y'all can watch that online after uh, Frank and the crew do a good job of editing that up. What pictures do you have around Barrios? Maybe that'll, make, that'll remind me. Uh, I, well, that's what I was about to say. Is I'm much lower on Barrios than everybody else. Well, you weren't you because weren't, you, you weren't over the weekend. You were, you were, he was in the mix with you. And that's why I wanted to see where my projections ended up, and uh, yeah. that's why I ranked the projections. It takes out my biases. Uh, I have Barrios all the way down to 52. Oh, my God. Way, way low. Wow. The ERA, look, here, I'll tell you, the ERA, 4.3, the WHIP, 1.29. I mean, that's going to be a killer. Those are both, it, that, that limits his upside. Very interesting. Very, so, very interesting. So, another 10 pitchers up from him. Sure. It was like Charlie Morton, Luke Weaver, Godley, McCullers. So interesting. You have Berrios after all those guys. No, I don't even think that was the crew, to be honest with you, Jake. Um, it was, was Jose Quintana in that crew, maybe? Was that it? Jose Quintana's way ahead of him. Jose Quintana's all the way up at 17. 
You like Jose Quintana? Yeah, I like him too. We talked about him last week. Oh, it might have been like Luis Castillo, I think, was in that conversation. Luis Castillo is 31. Was James Paxton maybe even in that conversation? Paxton's 18. Yeah, so that, that sounds like a, that's a, that sounds right. That sounds Just so right. you know, Barrios I have, is 26 spots under consensus, right? You have very, you have very low. Yeah, and this is like I said, like, in my I'm mind. Over to the you know, I, table now, at least. <laughs> I know what his ceiling could be, but the problem is I got to see that consistency. Look, he could definitely, you know, if he hits his ceiling. He'll get under a four ERA, right. and the strikeouts might get to 170, 180, but he's not going to be striking out over 180, and that whip is just not going to come down. Can we narrow, can we narrow down your first-round pick again? No. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got it down to three, four people. So. Yeah, I got, I, got it, I got it down to four people. Um, <laughs> Let's just say I, I like power. There you go. Oh, there's a clue. So you just knocked down another one for me. So that means, can I say that out loud? I don't want to say that out loud, whatever you no. say. Why? You just did it. I gave you a hint. That's I know. I, it's very clear who that is now. You just told me who it was. Okay. That's cool. All right. We'll leave it at that. All right. That's fair. Uh, we know who Jake wants. <laughs> Hopefully, number 80 gets him. Who, uh, who's right before you in this draft? I know you said it earlier. Who, who's right before you? Uh, actually, I don't think I said who was right before me. Okay. Because uh, actually, I haven't even looked. Oh. Uh, Podhorser's in front of me, and Pianowski's behind me. Do you like that or not like that? Eh. It doesn't bother me. Mm. Would you, Todd Zola's in front of Podhorzer. Would you ever choose your draft spot based on uh, who is around you? No, I would just choose my draft spot on what I wanted to expect. What, if you could choose your draft spot, which you couldn't, which spot would you have chosen? Number one. You would just there's, take It's such an advantage. Yeah. First of all, there's such an advantage, and it's not third-round reversal, so you're getting the best third-round third, uh, third pick also. You can control the draft if you want because you're on a snake turn. You can pull the double pitcher, the double reliever, the double something. You can skew the draft if you want. There's just so much control with having that number one pick and having Trout and then everything else behind it. Mm, interesting. Okay. Somebody uh, did a study last year, the last three seasons, that the Mike Trout picked of a number one pick already was like a 40%, yeah. Yeah, 30 40% bump. Compared to everything else, yeah, it was. It, it just makes life easier having Mike Trout. Basically, I, I talked about this with Matt and Corey before, but like, do you remember a time where the first pick was for so long the same dude, and he's still in his mid twenties? No, because when it was the, like three was the Cabrera years. It was like there was three different people, and it was always mixing and changing. It was like pool holes Cabrera, and like you could say you could argue for any of them. It wasn't always the same guy every single year. And you know what? As long as something catastrophic doesn't happen for the next three, four years, it's Same still going to be trout, 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 trout. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, I wanted to throw this at you. It is Fat Tuesday. I'm wearing the beads because it's Fat Tuesday. Are you going to do anything to celebrate? No, no, I'm not a Fat Tuesday guy. Okay. All right. Uh, well, well, we were, hey, I'm a Mardi Gras guy. Dude, it's cool. We were talking about uh, fat players in baseball, and I was reminded of this earlier, and we're talking about Mike Trout, the number one pick for so long. The number one pick... For you know, a while before Mike Trout, you remember who that was? Before Mike Trout, I thought it was Pujols and Cabrera. Right, it's Pujols and Cabrera. I agree. Miguel Cabrera, kind of a fat guy now. Yeah, he's definitely a fat guy. Kind of a Not fat kinda. guy now. So I think on kinda. Fat Tuesday, we should talk about Miguel Cabrera. What was that, Florio? Who's trying to chime in here? You want to participate? You want to do a Fat Guy Friday? Well, today's Fat Tuesday, man. No, we did yeah, Fat we Guy did. Friday last year. Yes, I know we did. I know we did. Well, today we're doing Fat Guy, Fat Tuesday. All right, thank you. Um, 
Thanks, Florio. <laughs> real, real contributor like that, Mike Florio is. Uh, okay, Jake. Miguel Cabrera, for so long, the number one overall pick. This year, I got rid of the NFBC. Where do you have him ranked this year? Because you have your rankings done. Uh, at first base or overall? Uh, overall, please. First, and first, first base. Whatever base. you got. Whatever you got. Up uh, I, I initially have my position. First base, I have him 11. Oh, so he's still, so he's still a top 12 first baseman for you then? Yeah. Where does he rank? I, I expect that these are back back. Bounce back a bit. All right. Overall is uh, 67th. Okay. So you in a 12-team league, you're having the sixth round, which is very interesting. Very, so you're I think it's just. I think it's more health at this point. I okay. think that he was. Uh, there was a little nagging injuries last year, and I don't think he was healthy for a hundred percent healthy for a good portion of the season. I still think it. I'll give you the projections. I think it's Please really do. what you do is you look at the projections. It's really what it comes down to with the fact that I still have for seventy-two runs, twenty-six home runs, eighty-two RBIs, and a two a two eighty-three average. Nothing. Not Cabrera of his best days, no. but still solid enough. But that's like it's very similar to who's right in front of him, Will Myers, without the stolen bases and with a better average. Do you so Will Myers without the stolen bases and a better average and a better average? Okay. Now, mind you, the gap between overall Myers and Cabrera is more significant than just one spot. Right. What is it? Uh, I got to go back and do that now. Let's sorry, see. I'm sorry. You gotta understand. See, I have them by position, so I have to uh, I have to resort overall to get you the overall. Uh, let's see, delete level. There we go. All right. So now I have to find Myers. You like my play-by-play over here? I love it. I'm Myers, enjoying it. Myers, Myers is thirty-nine. Okay. And Cabrera was 67. sixty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Where is Matt Carpenter compared to Miguel Cabrera? Just for just first base ranks. Twentieth. You hate Matt Carpenter. No, I hate Matt Carpenter. I'm just real on what his value is. No, you hate Matt Carpenter. You had Miguel Cabrera 11. You have Matt Carpenter ranked your 20th ranked first baseman. You hate him. I don't hate him. That's only two behind consensus. Wow. 87, 21, and 70 with a 259 average. It's nothing to, it's, it's, it's fine. There's nothing to get excited about. I think it depends on the kind of league you play. Like, like I've said, uh, I play a lot of, I, I play in points leagues and, and head to heads and stuff like that. Um, so Matt Carpenter and his OBP and are extremely valuable to me. And he gets on base a lot, and he got really unlucky last year. Nah, that's just Matt Carpenter's. He's declined significantly. If you play in all base percentage leagues, he gets a boost though. I mean, on base percentage is three seventy-seven. Certainly, that's actually nobody is higher than him until you get to the top five first baseman. Yeah, he's awesome. So there you go. He's awesome. Uh, one more first baseman I want to throw out there with you in comparison to Miguel Cabrera, and, and that's Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer is where is Eric Hosmer? He's seventh. So, you, so you're pretty high on Eric Hosmer then, even though you don't know where he's going to play. Yeah, I think. Well, if he plays anywhere else, it's going to be a boost to his value. I even, mean, even in San Diego. Much, San Diego's about the same. Okay. So, it, so that's the thing is, right now I have him for ninety and ninety plus on runs and RBI, like he always does. Twenty four home runs, which is I think reasonable, and six stolen bases and a near three hundred average. That's Eric Hosmer, and that's Eric Hosmer where he plays in most places. If he ends in a terrific ballpark, it could possibly even get a boost. I won't overrate it. I think just Eric Cosmer is Eric Cosmer. But you put those numbers together. Look, I mean, you talk about the comparison to Cabrera. He's got an extra 15 RBI. He's got an extra eight runs. The home runs are similar and even a better average. So that's really why he's there. Okay. That's reasonable. That's, I, 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 can, I can buy that. How do you, in a, in a draft like tonight, in labor, it's an expert's draft. Uh, Fifteen of the very best the industry has to offer, and Jake. 
Um, <laughs> what? How do you deal with players? You probably never have to did this, deal with this before because you've never seen anything like it. How do you deal with players that aren't on teams in the middle of February, right? Like Eric Hosmer. I know. Eric Hosmer being obviously a very, very perfect example of that. Jake Arrieta, who I know a lot of people don't like, and maybe you do, maybe you don't. Uh, Mike Moustakis, right? Like, there's a lot of guys, Lance Lynn, that are just not signed yet. Neil How do you, Walker. Neil Edward Walker. Nunez. Right, you're right. How do you deal with these players that just aren't signed yet? And you don't know, you don't know, in the case of Nunez, how much playing time he's going to have, much less like right. what team he's on. You know, Hosmer, you know, is going to start at first base for somebody and theoretically play every day. You have no idea if Eduardo Nunez, who could, if he plays every day, get 30 steals, you have no idea if he's going to have an everyday job. How do you deal with these types of players? It basically, if it's the Hosmer types where they're just going to have jobs, I'm just going to kind of go like the projections skew towards their career averages. That's kind of where I'm heading with this, because I don't want to overrate for where I think he might land. I don't want to underrate for where I think he might land. So I'm just going to kind of skew towards their averages and like look at what happened last year, any trends. And that's where the projections came from. The others, same thing. But now you got to talk about not knowing that kind of playing time. They're probably going to fall into that lower tier range of do I want an upside guy who I have to wait a month or two for or maybe that could win a job or do I want somebody that might be splitting time because the big thing about this league, I think it would be a lot different. If it was a daily transaction league, I'd be a lot more in on maybe Eduardo Nunez. But because this is a weekly transaction, you set your lineup for the entire week. Yep. They're going to lose a little bit of value because if you get he ends up in a platoon situation, he's playing three times a week. It just destroyed his any any of his value. Who is your what, what's? I know you talked about points leagues before with, with Ventura and Corey, but what do you yeah. do? What do you prefer, daily transaction or weekly transaction? Daily, a hundred percent, hundred percent daily. How come? Because because you're otherwise you're you're screwed for things that you are out of your control, especially with the ten day DL now. Perfect example I have is I had Kyle Schwarber two years ago who got hurt on a Monday. I could do nothing with that spot until the next Monday or Sunday night, which is just ludicrous in my opinion. Why am I stuck getting zeros across the board in categories? Well, I don't care if it's points or rotisserie, especially more so in rotisserie, though. I'm stuck getting zeros in every single category for this player for the rest of the week because I had the unfortunate situation of having my guy hurt on Monday. Sure. And that's just the frustrating situation of it is like that's why it's like daily. And for the people who are like, oh, I don't have the time to do daily – then do what you do in a, in a weekly league. Set your lineup on Sunday, and you're done. And the best thing about it is in daily transaction leagues, I don't know a site that doesn't let you do it at this point. You can set your lineup on Sunday and jump to Thursday and change somebody on Thursday, and it'll do it for you. I, oh, I'm, I'm totally with you. I have said this on so many occasions that your point is right with the weekly league. Like It's very, very frustrating when you get stuck in a situation like that. For me, and I did this in basketball and I told everybody this when we were signing up for fantasy basketball, that I will be happy to join a league, but I need a daily transaction league because I get bored, in all honesty. When it comes to baseball, when it's literally Thursday of that week, I can't do anything. I, I can't pick up a guy on Sunday night. I can't make a change when a guy gets hurt. I can't take a guy out when he doesn't play. I can't mess with starters at all. I can't do anything. And I just feel hamstrung. Yeah. It gets boring to me. And the worst is if, like, first of all, rotisserie, I just gave you everything rest, and especially in head-to-head, not having the daily transaction takes part of the strategy. Head to head, the point is on Friday, if I'm getting destroyed in stolen bases, I, being able to change my lineup and say, you know what? All right, I need to chase home runs because there's no chance of my winning that category. Or, you know, if I prefer points, but, you know, maybe I need to go more aggressive with my points. Or a perfect example is tout head to head last year. I had three different matchups through the years where I was winning Sunday morning, 
I could have benched a starter, and I ended up losing the pitching category because of it. And I would have benched that starter. I would have played the, you know what, I had the lead. He has nobody left. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it bothers the crap out of me not being able to do anything and not having full, full and total control of my team. That's a weekly type of league, and that's what frustrates the hell out of me. Jake Seeley, it's been fun hanging out with you, just you and me, man. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah, Raw yeah. opinion? Oh, I forgot to do that because we had too many people here. Raw opinion. Yeah. Uh, it was right. It was okay. Right? That was decent. I knew the seven seven man. I thought, honestly, I thought it would just be Rollins. I thought it all week would be Rollins. Um, and then they just had Rollins Balor fight next week, and then Rollins win, but it didn't happen. Whatever. Yeah. All right, Jake, we'll talk about more wrestling tomorrow. For Jake Seeley, Corey right, Parson, I'm Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for listening. Download the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. We will see you tomorrow. Bye bye.